Hello everyone, welcome back to the podcast. How are you this week? What has been happening? Today I have a very, very interesting podcast. We're in a different place just now because we have had a COVID case in my house and it's scary to even think that COVID is still a thing that's getting people. But yeah, and it's a nightmare. So uh, we have moved to a different place right now just to be away from the COVID and that we can continue with our lives. But today I have a very, very interesting podcast for you all. It is about the Scottish diet, the, the Scottish lifestyle and what we can do about it. And if you haven't heard of the Scottish Health Survey, it is a massive, massive survey that is carried out every single year. And this survey finds out a lot of different things on physical activity, on diet, alcohol, smoking, mental well-being, everything, diseases. It finds out a lot about different people in Scotland. So specific to Scotland, so I'm sorry if you're not from Scotland, but today I wanted to give this some appreciation as we know the Scottish diet, the Scottish lifestyle can be pretty health not <laughs> whatever that means but as we as we know there's a lot of issues with the Scottish diet and the Scottish lifestyle and it's good to talk about it and actually talk about some figures and statistics so from the Scottish health survey I have one here all the data here all the statistics from the Scottish health survey on physical activity diet and overweight and obesity alcohol smoking and mental well-being so i'm going to go through each one of these categories with you all and tell you a little bit about the figures in scotland just now and then what we need to do to try and improve these figures and this scottish health survey that i'm currently doing is from 2020 which is obviously a couple years ago now but with Covid the Scottish Health Survey took a little bit of a hit. There was a few years where 21-2022 and even 2020 that I don't know about 2022 there's probably one still coming out about that but 2021 was massively impacted by Covid and then 2022 was also 2020 sorry was impacted by covid as well but this was telephone so the one that i have here which is 2020 was a telephone survey which they don't usually do they usually go to people's houses and health professionals go to people's houses and ask them questions and that is mainly to ensure more accurate results because over the phone you can't really tell if someone is giving accurate results or if they're just trying to get you off the phone but surveys in general i will warn you are not necessarily the most accurate way of gathering data but for such a wide scale population this is we learn a lot about the scotch diet scotch lifestyle and how this might be impacting us and it is a very very important resource into the scotch diet scotch lifestyle and what is actually going on here so it's really important but again it's not gospel and it's not a randomized control trial or anything like that it is a survey of scotch people and i think i'm not exactly sure on how everything works but they take different people from different eth no what is it it's there's a specific name for it but they take different people from different places in scotland in socioeconomic places different levels of socioeconomic places so 
it's quite crazy. I sometimes wonder why I've never been asked to do the Scottish Health Survey because it is such a massive survey and there's a lot of people involved in it. And for some reason, I don't know anyone that's been asked to do it. But there's so many people that, that you know, that go on to this and do it. But you can turn it down. It's like the, I can't remember the name of it, but it's like that thing that we all get asked, census. Yeah, that's it, census. And they ask you questions. I think that's a legal requirement to do that. But for the... Scottish Health Survey, I'm not sure it's legal, but anyway, so I have data on all these things I want to share with you because it's really, really interesting and it's really good to see actual figures in the place that we actually live or the majority of listeners will be actually living. So it's really, really interesting and you can see how you compare to these to these statistics and if you're within these statistics or out with them. So the first thing I'm going to talk about is physical activity and we, we know for a long time how bad physical activity is in Scotland. I actually think, but don't quote me on this, that we are the least physically active in comparison to Wales and England and Scotland. So if we're looking at all three, we're actually the least physically active and also the most overweight and obese. But England and Wales also have really, really high levels of obesity and overweight and also low levels of physical activity. So it's not by much, but we do have the least amount. And the first study the first statistic just under half of adults reported undertaking enough physical activity to meet moderate or vigorous physical activity guidelines so only 46% of all adults met the guidelines for physical activity which if you don't know are 150 minutes a week of moderate intensity activity or 75 minutes a week of vigorous intensity activity and that is very minimum it's very minimum amount of physical activity to be doing it's not very much at all it's about 30 minutes a day so it would be 30 minutes equivalent of activity a day which might seem like quite a lot but actually it's not very much at all it's quite a manageable goal so only 46 percent so just under half which you might actually think is quite good but if you think about the proportion of the scottish population that is a large percentage of people that are not being physically active or getting 30 minutes a day and physical activity we know is incredibly incredibly important for our well-being. I'll go into that a little bit more after we've looked at the statistics. So men are more physically active than women, which is very interesting as well. So not by very much, but 51% of adults, male adults, are meeting the activity recommendations and 42% of women are meeting the the recommended activity. And it's interesting, the psychology behind all of this, because you would think with the pressure on women to be thin or to be look a certain way would increase the amount of physical activity that we do. But that actually isn't the case. And I've always thought that would be the case. But actually men are more active than women. But also it makes sense because men have that instinctual need to be active and, you know, do these different types of things but there's it's not by much it's not very different in terms of figures but maybe the pressure on women to look a certain way is actually discouraging for women to act be active but at the same time as well there's a lot of pressure on women and going to the gym or going to the wherever or being physically active women also feel more in danger sometimes depending on where you are and also feeling judged and all these different types of things as well so there's a lot of psychology behind all these figures and I want to make that aware 
right now so it's very interesting before I talk about the rest of it as well there's a lot of psychology there's a lot of different things that influence these figures but the you know to talk about all the different figures would be going on for years because there's so many different statistics and there's so many different psychological issues that surround these problems so we're not going to go crazy about these things in this podcast but it is very very interesting and worth a mention So the proportion of adults that reported undertaking enough physical activity to meet the guidelines declined with age, so more people are physically active when they are younger in comparison to older, which again makes sense, but so about 16 to 44, the age range of 16 to 44, about 50% of this age group are getting enough physical activity, which again is very scary. And that declines till about 75 years and over, only 34% are getting enough physical activity, which is very, very dangerous because physical activity is very important in all ages, 100%. But when you get older, especially above 65, we have a few different complications called sarcopenia and osteopenia, which is the involuntary bone and muscle loss as you age. And this is really important, especially if you are um, aging 50, 55, being physically active is incredibly important to prevent muscle and bone wastaging. And frailty in older age is largely attributed to lack of physical activity in younger life also in your current life so if you are especially weight-bearing activities so for osteopenia and sarcopenia to prevent bone and muscle loss and actually encourage bone and muscle gain and bone support physical activity through weight-bearing activities so going to the gym putting weight on the body and of course the appropriate form is what's going to help prevent and delay well you're never going to prevent the sarcopenia and osteopenia because it's just a part of living but you can delay the onset of these conditions and improve your health in your older life and this is why it's so important to exercise particularly when we're getting older so these figures are a bit scary and we're wanting to be more physically active all throughout our life not just when we're younger And even then, only 50% of that age group is getting enough physical activity, which is very, very scary and incredibly worrying. Um, Another statistic here is that men were more likely to report having spent a higher amount of time on sedentary activities than women. So watching TV, scrolling on things, stuff like that. But again, the figures aren't massively different. So 6.3% of all adults no, not 6.3%, 6.3 hours per weekday of all adults, 6.7 hours per weekday for men and 6 hours per weekday for women. And this again may be the whole sexism thing and women do more around the house, things like that. But again, that's highly variable in the household and people that you are. But it's interesting that men are more sedentary than women. It's not massive amounts, but it definitely is. It's probably almost an hour more than women, which is interesting, which is good for us women that we're, you know, slightly less sedentary than men. But at the same time, men are at quite high risk of cardiovascular diseases, especially in older age. And being sedentary will not help that. They're not inherently at a higher risk of cardiovascular diseases. It just seems to be that men have more cardiovascular disease than women. And then the average time spent on sedentary activities varied by age, 
with the lowest levels among those aged 65 to 74. So the least amount of time spent in sedentary activities was people aged 65 to 74, which again is good, but of course they're still spending about five hours a day, um, weekday on, this is not even the weekend, (laughs) on TV and all these different types of things. And the highest was actually 45 to 64 age group with 6.7 hours per weekday. But they're all very high. I mean, the young one is 6.4 hours, so very, very high amount of sedentary activity. We really want to be combating sedentary activity as much as humanly possible because being sedentary is linked with a, an abundance of chronic diseases, premature death and ill health, which is incredibly problematic. And really, when we're exercising recreationally, we can really help with the sedentary activity, but it's very difficult nowadays to not be sedentary throughout the day unless you have a active job or if you're consistently moving outside, you don't have a job where you have to sit at a desk, which is very small percentage of people really when we think about it. Most people work at a laptop and a desk job, that type of thing. And it's very difficult. I mean, one way to combat that is like standing desks and stuff like that. I'm sure you've heard about that before. I'd love a standing desk, but they're very expensive. But if you do have the means to buy a standing desk and things like that, please give it a go because being sedentary majority of the day is really problematic for our well-being, especially if you are not recreationally exercising or actively participating in physical activity again as well is that you can combat the issues with sedentary behavior by breaking up long periods of sitting down every half an hour you can you can give that a try you can even just walk around your house you know it is just about getting the body moving a little bit more but that's for physical activity and i would i would hope that it may be shocking a little bit and if you're not physically active right now that you give you know, a little bit more of your time to physical activity because it is incredibly, incredibly important, especially if you are around the age of 50 and above. Please take that message to with a great importance because it is incredibly important that we are physically active all the way throughout our lives, but especially to prevent bone and muscle wastaging in older adulthood. Now, let's talk about diet. So this is super interesting we've got quite a few statistics on this and of course we know that overweight and obesity is a massive problem globally let alone Scotland and Scotland is up there with a lot of different countries that are, have high obesity rates you know we're often compared with the UK is often compared with America and things like that but there is a lot of different countries that have problems with overweight and obesity these days and it is really becoming a more globalised problem, not even just westernised anymore, which is very, very scary as urbanised populations are becoming more westernised and adopting more westernised lifestyles, so processed foods, fast food chains, and it is becoming incredibly worrying for the health of our, our global population. So the prevalence of overweight and obesity in Scotland in 2020 was higher among those aged 45 and older, and it's around 62% of adults, including obesity, so overweight and obesity, that are overweight or obese. And that is very, very scary with only 37% of adults within the healthy weight range. So 
if we think about the whole population, the whole adult population in Scotland, only 37% are within a healthy weight and that isn't even suggesting that they are actually having a healthy diet, having a healthy lifestyle, being active, that's not even suggesting that. So it's very, very, very worrying and of course being overweight or obese itself is actually very problematic for your health. Some people might not realise that the lifestyles associated with being overweight and obesity are a massive problem but it is the overweight and obesity itself, just having the excess fat mass on your body which is causing strain on your organs and increasing your risk of chronic disease, especially visceral fat which is around the abdomen area that is a massive risk factor for many different chronic diseases. So please be careful with overweight and obesity, especially if you are overweight, classified as overweight or classified as obese, it is very important that we look at that a little bit further and try and reduce that. But there's a lot of issues around overweight, obesity and weight loss and I don't want you to jump straight in. Please speak to a professional about weight loss before you go diving into there because it can be very problematic at the same time. But of course, the least overweight and obese population is the younger population of 16 to 44 but there is still 50% of the Scottish population that are overweight or obese at the ages of 16 to 44 which is incredibly worrying. Also 45 to 74 are around 72%. That is absolutely outstanding. The fact that the age group of 45 to 74 is around 72% of those people are overweight or obese. That is less than 30% of people in a healthy weight range within this population and that is very, very, very scary. And 75 plus is about 66% which are overweight or obese and this is slightly less because of care homes and people living in, in care homes, people living in care, older adults living in care as they actually tend to be a little bit weight, they tend to weigh a little bit less and have less of problems with overweight and obesity because of a lot of different issues with the care system and there's a lot of problems with malnutrition in older adults that are in care but that's a whole nother problem whole nother issue but really 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 scary overweight and obesity statistics in Scotland and really it it is an epidemic we know that and it, it, I don't know why it's not treated with more importance, more shocking than it is because it is incredibly, incredibly worrying. Only 1% of the Scottish population are underweight, classified as underweight, which is good, but of course 1% is still a large, vast majority of people and we don't want that either. But the real problem in, in Scotland really is overweight and obesity and we can see that from the figures that it is absolutely horrendously huge finger fingers <laughs> figures so let's see obesity in particular there's 35 percent that are no sorry excuse me 28 percent that are obese and 35 percent that are overweight so there is less people that are obese in comparison to overweight but again very very problematic both ways of course obesity is worse but it's not really much different so we've got a real real problem with that 
especially over lockdown. So just over half of adults reported changes to their weight between the start of lockdown and the date of the review, the interview of the the, um, Scottish Health Survey. So 39% of Scottish adults suggested that their their weight increased during lockdown, which is a large percentage of people and 18% said that it decreased. 43% said it stayed the same, which is good, but 39% said that it increased so lockdown really did not help with our overweight and obesity problem as it was not going to you know that was definitely a worry for me when I you know in lockdown I was worried about the population even you know having higher rates of obesity and overweight because it is really really just so problematic for our for our well-being women are more likely to than men to report having their weight increased in lockdown which is interesting wonder there's a lot of reasons that could be surrounding that. Among all adults, the most commonly consumed discretionary foods were, so processed foods essentially, cakes by 33%. So this meant twice or twice a week or more, 33% were having cake. 29% were having sweets or chocolate once a day or more, massive amount of people. Ice cream once a week or more, 29%. Biscuits once a day or more, 26%, which is a very Scottish Britain thing to do. British thing to do, 26% have a biscuit once or more a day. Crisps once or more a day, 16%. And 11% having non-diet soft drinks once a day or more. So this is a massive, massive issue for our obesity epidemic. The fact that we are eating so much processed foods rich in sugar, as we all know how we feel about that how we feel about refined sugar and its implications on obesity and overall well-being. So there's a real problem with that, real problem with eating too much processed foods and that is one of the ways that we should combat obesity and overweight but again incredibly incredibly problematic and on a little side note just for interest and a little bit of very concerning actually is that food insecurity was more prevalent among younger adults. So 11% of 16 to 44 year olds were suffering from food insecurity. So this means not having enough money to buy food, which is incredibly worrying and incredibly scary that there is places in Scotland where people are struggling to buy food. And that's a real problem as well, food insecurity and the gap between the rich and the poor in food and health. It's another massive thing. Literally, this podcast could go on for 10 years about the issues that are associated with the Scottish diet and what we should do about them. But on the same topic of like kind of diet, we have alcohol, which we all know is a massive problem for Scottish people and our culture is, you know, embedded in binge drinking which is incredibly problematic and I really hate that Scotland is associated with such a horrible binge drinking because binge drinking is so incredibly problematic for your well-being. Even a small amount of alcohol increases your risk of cancer and binge drinking is associated with cardiovascular disease, obesity and so much more. So alcohol consumption is a real problem today especially in Scotland with the proportion of adults who consumed alcohol on more than five days a week was 25% in people that were 75 and above which obviously you know that's as good that that generation are the highest you know consumers instead of a younger generation only 16 to 44% were having alcohol 
on more than five days in the week and two percent so of course if you're drinking alcohol more than five days that's quite problematic but really the the issue with Scotland is binge drinking so a similar pattern was also evident for the number of days a week which alcohol was consumed and this also increased with age men who drank more than eight units uh, were is 19 percent and women who drank more than six units were 11 percent so it's quite a lot um, which on, on a specific day as well this is refers to a specific one day of consumption of alcohol significant proportions of people reported changes to their drinking habits between the start of lockdown and the date of the interview for the scottish health survey so 12 percent was increased the amount of alcohol consumed and 24% of the number of days on which alcohol was drunk. So there was more days in which people drunk alcohol and there was more alcohol consumed. There, and most people stayed the same with 71% of the amount of alcohol staying the same and 59% of the number of days which drank alcohol. So there wasn't massive, massive changes over lockdown, but there was real, real problems with an increase but of course it wasn't really as big as, as weight gain. Younger adults were more likely to report an increase in the frequency and quantity of alcohol consumed since the beginning of lockdown, which is interesting that more younger adults are actually consuming more alcohol from lockdown. So 27% of 16 to 44 had an increase of number of days on which they drunk alcohol, which is, is really, really quite worrying and interesting that people drank more when pubs and nightclubs and everything were closed especially the younger age group so it's very very interesting but alcohol consumption in moderation can be okay but again there is a increased risk of cancer with every single amount of alcohol there's no real limit to the amount of alcohol you can have to decrease your risk of cancer all alcohol increases the risk of cancer which is incredibly scary there's also some research to suggest that cardiovascular disease is decreased with moderate consumption of alcohol but i would say that it is not worth the risk of cancer so the last two which is smoking and well-being these are really interesting i find smoking in scotland quite interesting it's quite crazy that people still actually smoke because it is so frowned upon in society smoking and it is not encouraged at all and it's one of those things that I just don't understand why people still do it you know there there is not really a massive societal pressure there's no societal pressure at all so around one in ten adults identified as a current smoker with the majority reporting they had never smoked so Never smoked was 56% of Scottish adults, very good. Used to smoke, 35% and 9% were current smokers. So that's not too bad figures at all. I mean, there is still 9% of the population that are smoking, which is quite, you know, there's a lot of people, but in the wider scheme of things, there is much less smoking than there ever was, which should be celebrated. Smoking was higher among men than women, which is interesting, 11% of men, 8% of women. Men and young adults were also more likely to report having used uh, e-cigarettes. So e-cigarettes were as much higher than smoking. 18% of men, 12% of women reported having e-cigarettes, which is, is quite scary. So 16 to 44 age group, 20% of them had an e-cigarette, so vapes and things like that, which is worrying. So it's like a shift from cigarette smoke to cigarette smoking to e-cigarettes and vapes which is quite worrying as if the people that used to smoke cigarettes just went and had 
e-cigarettes. Around 1 in 20 adults were current e-cigarette users, with 15% of all adults had ever used an e-cigarette. 9% had previously used e-cigarettes and 6% were current e-cigarette users. So of course the, the statistics here are not as bad as the other problems that we have in society, but smoking is the number one cause of lung cancer and wrecks complete and utter havoc on your well-being. But good news is, as soon as you stop smoking, your body repairs itself as long as you've not been smoking for years and years and years and years. So if you do smoke, please try and quit. It is an addiction and it is wrecking havoc on your well-being. And as soon as you stop, it starts to regenerate. So please take that as a way to stop smoking. But if you're listening to the podcast, I would probably argue that you are not a smoker. So mental well-being is the last one and I want to just include a little bit about this because especially with lockdown, mental well-being has certainly decreased. So mental well-being varied by age with significantly higher score among those 65 to 74. So more people were struggling with mental health in older age groups. This was probably due to lockdown and the issues that were associated there with shielding and everything to do with that. We know that mental wellness has declined in those that are older which is is worrying and it's it's very sad and I hope that that changes now that lockdown is over. When the new Scottish Health Survey comes out, I want to have a look at that. Mental well-being increased with frequency of contact with friends, relatives or neighbours. So most people who had contact with others were less likely to have mental health issues. But around 1 in 10 adults reported two or more symptoms of depression. So 11% of all adults that are having issues with depression. This is not even relative to anxiety or other mental wellness issues. So really mental wellness is incredibly important as with mental decline, there is also physical decline, physical health decline, as in you don't want to eat well, you might not want to eat as much. You don't exercise maybe because you're not feeling well, not feeling good. Sometimes you might not even take care of yourself and these mental health complications cause diseases within your body and this hopelessness, the the idea of being depressed and, and the links with depression, clinical depression and ill health are there and really it is incredibly important that we look after our mental well-being and try and combat the issues that have happened with lockdown. But if you are struggling with depression and anxiety or you you think you may be, please contact your doctor and try and get some support for this because it is incredibly difficult, I can imagine, and I would not want anyone to suffer from mental well-being complications. But that is the Scottish lifestyle in a nutshell, really. It is really problematic and I've probably just depressed you all. (laughs) But it's really important to know and it's really interesting to apply the statistics to yourself and see how you are rating on these statistics and areas where you might have felt like you, you know, there was no issues or whatever you got from this podcast. Let me know in the comments or give me an, send me a message send me an email everything to get in touch with me is in the description below thank you guys so much for listening i hope you enjoyed this podcast i hope you found it interesting i find this very very interesting looking at statistics and how it impacts us but of course please do not take the statistics there's so many different psychological 
issues around these statistics and why these statistics are the way they are so again there's so much more involved in that and if you do want to make any changes to your lifestyle please contact a professional please talk to someone and get their advice before you make any drastic changes to your lifestyle but of course there's many things you can do today which I'm happy for you to do as in drink more water eat more fruit and vegetables eat more beans and nuts whole grains all these different times you can do right now without any problems to your health so try and eat some more fruit and vegetables and fibrous foods today and who knows you might be feeling much better so I'm really really happy that you're listening to this podcast and I will speak to you all next week bye